warning, or I guess warning's probably a little strong out of the gate, but parental advisory is recommended. If you got children in the car, maybe you turn Caillou back on because we do spit some of the most fire takes in America. Every once in a while, my man Houdini just can't help himself and he'll slip out a little curse word. Anyways, enjoy the show, everyone. Oh, you know what it means. You know what that music means. It is the start of the chatter, which was once a podcast known as Queen City Chatter has now turned into... A show that's on a real platform. Chatterbox Sports has so graciously welcomed us into their family. Houdini and myself sent them a pilot episode from years back when we were talking about Joey Chestnut in the disrespect of one of the greatest eaters of all time. And now it's turned into our own show on a real-life platform with a brand-new audience that has no idea who we are. So with that being said, Chuck Walter here. You may know me from Reds Live. I did it for a couple of seasons. Maybe it's the San Francisco audience I'm talking to or the Lexington audience when I was with CBS and NBC, respectively. Anyways, to those of you that know me, don't know me, and potentially want to get to know me, welcome. As for Houdini, the guy has no broadcasting background aside from being my partner on this show, which was formulated in 2018. He's a banker, I'm pretty sure, but he tells it like it is. He spits fire. We have zero boundaries, and we're here to provide laughter because laughter is the key to longevity. Houdini, how the hell are we? We got video, by the way. We're streaming on YouTube, everyone. Follow the Chatter Podcast. What's up, man? Not much. Long time coming, man. Um, yeah, you definitely don't know me, but let's. We'll, we'll get acquainted. We will get acquainted over the course of the show. Um, but I uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back, Chuck. I know this has been a uh, studio. We've been to like 68 studios now so far. Um, hopefully we stay put in this one, um, for at least the foreseeable future. Folks, it's the best time of the year. The NFL is back. NFL fans scare me a little bit, man. I, I don't know about you, but having covered the, the 49ers for the last few years, you, you show up to those games at, at 10 a.m., or 9 a.m. for that matter, for a 115 kickoff. And you think as a media member, you're going to be the first person there kind of opening up the gates. They're going to take the locks off for you. You get there and there's like 400 people that are already blacked out by 9 a.m. They said, forget church, forget church. This is our sanctuary. NFL Sundays, baby. It's ridiculous. It sure is. I mean, it's it's basically like a, a free pass for people that are like in their 50s just to, to act like they're on a college green again. Like you'll see like some like middle manager, 55 year old accountant, just blackout drunk before kickoff. And honestly, it, it makes me warm and fuzzy inside just seeing it. And I, I can't wait to get back. I'm, I'm hopefully going to go to a few games this year. If the uh, girlfriend's uh, mom allows me to, hopefully I didn't embarrass myself at the last couple of games. Um, but yeah, it, it's people get, they show up at like 8am and tailgate. And then they stay at they'll, they'll even stay out till like 10 o'clock at night, hit the banks after. And they're like 60 years old. Like, I don't know where the energy comes from, but I admire it. Hopefully nobody that I work with is listening to this, but you won't. I won't be able to do a damn thing till about Wednesday, like literally. And I'm not even being dramatic. Like I am brain dead until Wednesday. Back in the day, it was like, whatever. You'd get up and go to class at 730 in the morning. act like nothing ever happened. Slight headache, maybe. Now it's like I am like in a coma and so that's why I'm shocked at these people that have, you know, relatively good careers. They go out and just attack Sunday like it's like it's a Friday and they're 22. They show up to work. They're painted in orange and black stripes. They have whiskers. It's like literally the commercial 
that you've seen regarding fantasy football uh, with, with someone that's uh, that's the mailman the next day. You see the mailman, you're like, does that guy have a tail coming out of his ass? Yes, he does, <laughs> because he went to a Bengals game last night and they took down the Tennessee Titans by seven. Hey, man, the Joe Buck pump fake. I got to bring it up because it was one of the funnier things I've ever seen. Uh, they welcome on Josh Harris to the broadcast. Dan Snyder is out as commander's owner after just a long riff with the with the team everyone wanted him out Snyder's out Josh Harris is in and the first impression that he has on the world in the broadcast booth was whatever that was what was that he has just skyrocketed now to my favorite owner in the league that was on Joe Buck Joe Buck was parading his hand in front of this guy who's clearly inebriated I would have shook it too I don't blame this guy at all. I think that's on Joe Buck. He needs to publicly apologize. It was it was like the least confident handshake I've ever seen. And then realizing that that guy's like, whatever, a multi-billionaire. And he literally like came over. He was like, he kind of just like grabbed it and then went back. And he looked like a little kid that made a mistake. It was um, probably my favorite preseason moment in NFL history. It looked like when I'm at the grocery store, and I'm sure you do this. I'm sure all the, the viewers and listeners do this at the grocery store. When you're walking with your cart directly at someone and you try to turn to the right and they go to the right, you try to turn to the left. They, go, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a little synchronized dance. You do about seven jukes before eventually you get the awkward. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Go on, Jim. Go on with your day. I, I'm sure that happens to all the people out there, including yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That'll have, I mean, it, it's more so probably at work walking down the hallway. And then like, if you turn the corner too quick and you almost bump into somebody and then inevitably the guy's like, they, they really ought to put some traffic lights here. And, and you, you immediately just want to go home for the day and just honestly just quit your job at that point. But that, that happens probably three times a week. Um, so I can see where this happened. It's just so funny that it happened on that stage. And then like Troy Aikman was like, about to burst out in laughter because he saw the whole thing. I uh, had the perfect view of it, um, but it was good stuff. In terms of like the the storylines right now, whether it's Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant or Aaron Rodgers joining the New York Jets or Sean Payton back with uh, Mr. Jumping Jacks on airplane, Russell Wilson, is Russell cooked? Is Russell coming back this year? There, there's so many underlying storylines that I just love right now can you put your finger on a favorite? I mean, I this isn't necessarily new. People were talking about this last year when they went on a huge winning streak. But I'm obsessed with the Lions. Um, and I love Dan Campbell. And that story came out, what, like a couple weeks ago that he tried, he literally asked like the ownership if he could put a pet lion on the sidelines. <laughs> that that right there fires me up. Okay. Like that's what. That's what I speaking of 2011 elder. We needed a Panther on the sidelines against Moeller, and maybe we wouldn't have lost by 30 every game. Okay. I'm excited. I, I love Dan Campbell. Like everyone claimed he couldn't do it because of the way he is. He's like your macho football, football guy that like just says your cliches over and over. But they seem to love him. And I'm a fan of a lot of their skill players. So I, outside of the Bengals, I'd say the Lions are, I'm kind of rooting for those guys. It worked, man. And I wish that Jamal Williams was still on the squad because him with the Naruto headband and always talking about Pokemon and making his funny little facial expressions, they were a match made in heaven. But Dan Campbell, I'm going to bite a kneecap off. The, the electricity yes. is what we live for. Let's go to uh, some fantasy talk. The Bald Bandits 
that's who, who Danny's team is. And he's owned the bald bandits for a long time. He's finished in last every single year. We have no, we have no, uh, Sackos in this league, but I finished in last in another league. Now I didn't draft. This is, um, I think the statue of limitations is up. I've already been kicked out of the league. Didn't draft because I was having myself a day at mission Dolores in San Francisco. And because I didn't draft, I said, no, you didn't tell me when this draft date was, it was sprung upon me last second. I didn't draft. I don't do the Sacco for my team sucking. So I was supposed to do the Waffle House challenge where I eat 24 waffles in 24 hours. That's um, the big one. Yeah, or you stay there rather for 24 hours and every right. waffle you eat, they deduct one. And I just refuse to do it. I don't have time. A, I do not have time in my life. And B, that's horrible for you. Guzzling down that many waffles? Well, it's it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to pay to win, man. Well, it's not it's, supposed it's, to gotta, kill you, man. Like I saw one in the other group. It's like you got to grow out a mustache for a month. I mean, that's lighthearted fun. <laughs> you got to run a half marathon. That won't take out your knees. But twenty four waffles or sixteen waffles or whatever it may be for me to stay there for an entire eight hour shift. I just can't do it right now. I can't do it. The league sucked anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you didn't draft, I'll give you a slide on that. But you got to respect what they declare at the beginning of the season. It's that simple. You got to have some integrity in this game. Um, luckily, I did not. First off, I want to redact that pre previous statement. I finished last last year. Okay. Nobody gave me anybody a good like Sacco thing to do. I've heard like you got to take the SAT. You got to sit down for the SAT without studying. That would suck. I've heard the Waffle House one, grow your hair out. Um, one, one of them was like, you got to join the army, which I said, well, that, that seems pretty intense. Like, <laughs> well, like Eddie George tore his MCL. So I'm doing a tour in Iraq now. I don't know what the, there's a, there's somewhere in, in between those that makes the most sense. So if any listeners have an idea, that's kind of funny, that isn't the wall files one, I'd be, I'd be open to it. Cause nobody's given any good ones. Like, sure. I'll grow my hair out this year. If I lose, <laughs> yep, you guys got me. Perfect. So I don't know. It's just something to think about. I don't think most leagues ever actually follow through on it, which is a shame, but we'll see. We'll, we'll think of something for this year. All right. For those of you that are watching the YouTube, you just got a, a very good look at Hudson's perfectly shaped head. Don't let anyone tell you that it's an egghead, Houdini. It looks good. No, and that's not. a great segue to 30 and flirty, baby. Both of us in the last six months have turned 30. Uh, I still have some hair left. Now it's going on the top. So eventually I'm going to look like you. the fryer. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> but as for you, you lost your hair a while ago. Thoughts Thank on a you. toupee? Thoughts on a toupee? Because it can happen. It's not too late. Toupee? I've always said that. I'd be down for a toupee if I like move to Europe or something. Like I can't, like this is one, a long standing thing. Like if I just showed up to a family party and just had a full head of hair. Like out of absolute, like just next weekend, they just saw me last week. I show up and they're like, anything new? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like new new barber? It's crazy what a game changer a barber can do. No, you can't just show up. You got to catch it early first off. Like if you did a toupee and kind of slowly went into it, maybe I'd buy it. But really, I think the only option is if you move across the country or something and nobody knows you, you can rock a toupee and it's not a big deal. Other than that, you got to own it. We're at that age now. Everyone said for the longest time, I'm sure your mother told you this. Hey, 
if you formulate these bad habits in your 20, you're, you're drinking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, every day is your 20. Just wait till you're 30. It's going to catch up to you. You're going to have an ass the size of a watermelon if you keep eating canes four times a week. So it is pretty humbling now that we've hit that age where we've both survived. You know, I mean, you lost your hair. Maybe you could have eaten some more kale. <laughs> Aside from that, there's not right. much you could do, Houdini. You look all right. You're hitting the wreck a couple times a week for some basketball. Yeah. Voice yeah. still sounds good. So uh, here we are, man. This is a defining decade. I feel like if uh, if the habits continue another decade, by the time we're 40, it really will hit us. We'll be struggling it, hard. Yeah. At 30 is very uh, such an interesting. I just think people are such a spread out, like different parts of their lives at 30. Like, like a third of your friends are like clinically obese at this point. A third of them are like alcoholic drug addicts. And then a third of them have like four kids and are like upper management at a law firm. And you're like, where the hell do I fall within this, within this, these 30 year olds? Like you have no idea what you're getting into when you're hanging out with a crew of 30 year olds. So it's just a really, it's a unique time that we're in right now. Twenties. I feel like everybody was kind of this, especially like, Right out of school, everyone's kind of just doing the same shit, trying to get a, you know, their foot in the door somewhere. But at thirty, it's it's a little more interesting, and I like it that way. It's gonna be a good decade. It's a flexible age, man. Uh, you know, you show up to someone's house one day playing Edward forty hands, thinking they're gonna love it. You know, I'm gonna tape these Colt forty fives to my hands. He's going to open up the door and he's going to think it's hilarious. And of course, he opens up the door and his three year old's watching Caillou, and you just forgot. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. Willie Muse got a two-year-old named frickin' uh named uh Maverick. Mav. Yeah, Maverick. That, yeah, that I happens. Top gun a couple times. Yeah. Uh you go from being the mayor of crowded bars in your 20s to next thing you know, you there, there's a very good chance you just hate being around people in your 30s, especially after a long pandemic. I don't know about you, but some it, it really depends. If I'm with the right crew and the right vibe and the right place, sometimes I'm up on the stage and everyone's like, Oh, it's good time, Charlie with a Harley. And other times I'm just sitting in the corner wondering, like, what the hell am I doing at this place? I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes in waves. I'll still have, I'll still have my days. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll get after it when need be. But it, you don't want to be the mayor of the bar though in your thirties, because like when you're like twenty four, it's like oh, like or like in college, it's like oh, that's sick. That guy's here like at every happy hour. He's here every night. By the time you're in your thirties, it's like what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Like he needs to go home and raise a family. So it's it's kind of a it's a tough dynamic that you got to deal with when you're getting into your 30s. You don't want to go too you don't want to be the guy that you never see, right? Like a lot of these people, it's like I never see him. I get it. You got like you got like seven kids and whatnot, but it's kind of a it's a, it's a dynamic, you know. You got to figure out what works for you. And I still don't think that you need to like put your party in. Like I feel like the only way I'm going to stop like going out on like the Saturdays is going to be if I have kids. Cause other than that, I'm like, why? Just cause I'm 30. I can't go out and booze. You need to grow up. I'll tell you what though, the Irish goodbye is an absolute game changer. I have FOMO. You're, you're, you're someone that used to stay up till five, six o'clock in the morning, cooking pancakes Allegedly. and watching and watching Alan Iverson highlights. You know, it happens. I was the same exact way. Now I, I, I do it the right way. I love, love getting after it early in the afternoon, having a little tailgate, playing cornhole, drinking some beers with the guys. And then when nightfall hits, 
just when everyone sneaks to the bar, you get there as they're getting carted and walk in. You literally Irish goodbye and you dance on your way out. It's like your calling card. You give them a little Irish jig as you're walking on your way out and throw in the bird and say, all right, enough's enough. Turning 30 is interesting, but how about 60? Because your your father recently had a uh, pretty interesting life development. He, uh, he He's moved to a farm and owns a bunch of goats. Well, I mean, that's that's got to be a culture shock for you going to go into the new household and uh, playing with goats at Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a long time dream that my dad had that uh, I was completely unaware of until he just randomly moved out of he lived at OTR. He just out of nowhere moved to Richmond, Indiana. And it is. Uh, yeah, he's got like 30 goats, uh, a couple cows. And uh, what else? You got a couple dogs, obviously. Chickens running around everywhere. Chickens are disgusting animals, just um, just so you know. Um, but the, the <laughs> he doesn't kill any of the animals. So like ninety percent of the guys out there, like they get goats and all that shit, and they end up like slaughtering them and cows and all that. Obviously, I found out uh, he's Tim's not necessarily built for the farm life as far as the ruthlessness. He. <laughs> There was a raccoon that was decapitating our chickens left and right. Like all the chickens were like losing their hair because they were they had so much anxiety because this raccoon in the middle of the night would just swoop down and just decapitate them. So all the other chickens were like, bah, bah, like fuck. And uh <laughs> and so he finds this raccoon, he tries to get it out. It's this big ass thing. It looks like a bear. And he like, and he's got he's got his gun on the farm. And he said he saw the raccoon, he he fired a warning shot at it. He said nothing, didn't move. I didn't know what to do. And he's like, I ended up shooting the raccoon. And he's like, I emptied the whole clip into this raccoon, man. And he's like, and he's Tears like, in his eyes. Yeah. He's like, I couldn't sleep for three days thinking about this poor raccoon. I'm like, dad, you got to move out. You got to move out of the farm life. It's not, you're not built for it, dude. <laughs> like a, a farmer would laugh. Like a farmer would be like just freaking pulling out like a, an M16 and just launching into like 80 raccoons and not even blink an eye. So, that's what he's dealing with. Maybe we'll have to do a, a Tim's farm corner just to get some updates on what's going on over there. Today's episode of the chatter and every episode of the chatter is sponsored by awakenings coffee. It's always nice supporting local business, but forget just local business. Enjoy yourself. Some great coffee. They also have wine, high noons, any sort of alcohol, there, pastries, breakfast sandwiches. The list goes on and on awakenings coffee in Hyde park square. Today's guest is no other than my buddy, Good friend, Dan Devone, longtime sportscaster in Seattle, New York, San Francisco, even had a stint as the voice of WWE. Disregard the fact that Houdini's about to disappear for about 15 minutes from the show. We'll get back to him in just a minute. He, he had to bank, you know, finance situation while we were recording this. How are you? I'm good. Can we just start with you and your sports betting? <laughs> What's the show you're doing at the... Uh... The Bull Stadium? It is called Live on the Line, powered Live by Bet MGM. And yes, I go out there and uh let's just say first week I did it, I went five and one. I was throwing like under 16 and a half outs, uh prop bets galore. It was great. No, it's it, listen, for those of you that aren't familiar with Chuck, he's real deal when it comes to this stuff. He's had the sickness since he was like five. And if you happen to be unfortunate enough to be one of the if you're born into beautiful Kylan, who is his lovely wife, and Chucky and their firstborn, let me tell you right now, young man or young lady, 
daddy's shooting the college fund on a two-team teaser. So don't even bank on that. Think about JC. Go JC, young fella. But here's the thing I love about that show. So I saw a clip of it. <laughs> you and that money gun, man. That is just precious stuff. Because here's what's going to happen. At some point, like in all seriousness, I believe in Chucky. He knows this, man. He'll be at the network level if that's where he wants to go, ESPN or ABC or whatever, CBS. And, or he'll go local, big, New York, Chicago, wherever you want to do your sports, you know I'm a, I'm a big believer in that, and I don't bet on losers. But at some point, you'll look back on your career, 5, 10, 15 years from now, and you'll see the tape of you and that money gun. We all win. <laughs> and I'm just saying, you'll either cringe or you're going to be like, oh, that was a, that was a funny moment in the old career of Chucky. <laughs> I, I just can't get enough of the money gun. Sorry, bro. Let's we don't go. cringe, man. We don't cringe. I do have a question of the day right off the top that I want to get to before we get into any sort of sports. And I've teased what's on the rundown today. Question of the day comes in from uh, Jared in Anchorage, Alaska. Thank you for watching the show today, Jared. He's a big fan of uh, Dan Devone um, back in his Seattle days. He wants to know what was the worst moment of your sports casting career, Dan? Most embarrassing moment? Oh, it was the first time I went on the air, no doubt. So I have like that. You ever see people, you probably have one of these where your knee goes up and down when you're nervous. I actually just, my knee will go up and down just when I'm sitting like this. I have one of those, those sort of nervous twitches. And so, you know this, I had to clip on my mic, which goes onto your tie or your lapel. And so I had the mic clip on, and then there's a long cord that runs you know, underneath the desk and it's your, essentially it's your microphone. Well, this cord happened to be exceptionally long. There was this huge loop. So I had that thing going with my knee. So sure enough, I step on the cord, the mic pops off of my tie. This is your first show ever, Fresno, California. How do you do? And here I am going off in the Central Valley of California in my inaugural show and they have no mic. And there's nothing worse because back in the day, we used to have before automated cameras. You had floor directors. And the floor director's like, you got no mic. You don't want anything to be going wrong on your first show. So I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like, they can't hear me. They can't hear me. So what do I do? Instinctively, I reach down <laughs> and I'm scouring for my microphone. So if you happen to tune in to KJO47 on your side, you would have seen for a good, I don't know, 40 seconds of a headless sportscaster because I was underneath the desk looking for that mic. So it didn't take long, Chucky, for me to screw things up. What about you? You know, I, okay, I got one more. This is more embarrassing than anything else. And this is after I had been in the industry for a while and I got cocky and I was in Chicago and I was covering a game. And when you're on the road, they just use you. They're like, Dan, could you do a morning hit? I'm like, come on, a morning hit? Seriously, I never go on the morning show. I'm evening, all right? I don't get out of bed for anything, except you know, unless the house is on fire. And so, all right, they wanted me to go to the new Comiskey Park at like six in the morning to do a live hit, saying, hey, you know, welcome to new Comiskey, big game coming up today. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And who's going to know? Because it was a voicer. So for those of you that don't know local television, they just had my picture. And then they said, voice of. And it was almost like a radio hit because they couldn't see me. They're like, just, just do a voicer. I'm like, all right. And then, uh, you know, cocky me was like, dude, I'm doing it from the hotel room. All right. It's like 40 degrees out. So they go, let's go out live to Chicago where Dan is standing by and has more on today's game. Dan, what's it like out there? First of all, what are the temperatures like? I'm like, well, I'm here at New Comiskey. And I got to tell you, it is frigid Chicago. And that wind's whipping off the lake. And all of a sudden, you just hear... 
room service. Housekeeping. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you get a little, a little too cocky, man. But listen, don't don't send me out on a morning show. Uh, NFL preseason is here. It's almost over. Season begins in early September. Boom and bust teams. I think I know what you're going to say with the boom team, but give it to me. Who's breaking out? Who's falling off a cliff? Who did you think I was going to say with a boom? Go ahead. See if, I think you're going to. I think you're going to say the guy that uh, you, you covered for a minute in Seattle that dances on airplanes and does jumping jacks. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? You think that I was going with Russell Wilson in Denver? You out of your mind? No, he's done. He was done his last two years in Seattle. That's a different story. No, I'm going out to Pittsburgh, baby. That's. That's the lifeblood, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers have to be relevant again. You know the you know the stats. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And I'm all about Mr. Pickett. Kenny, small hands, Kenny Pickett. I love those little hands of Kenny Pickett's <laughs> jazz hands. Yeah, you know what he reminds me? Have you ever seen like the Olympics and the gymnast after their like floor routine and they wave to the crowd? <laughs> That's him and his little hands. I don't care. But he's good, man. He can read deep. That go, just goes to prove that it's not about those combines and those quarterback shows where, you know, does a guy throw the ball 80 yards in the air? Can you run a 4-3-40? That doesn't mean crap, man. It's that Monongahela water, man. Just drink some of that. Go ask Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Joe Namath. Those are the, that's the lifeblood out there when you talk about Pennsylvania. But he's got the – you know, they like – Summer camp when all those dudes are in the mess tent or they're all eating, right? They're all chowing down. And you got those offensive linemen just crushing porterhouses. And those those big fellas are at a trough. Just rah, rah, rah. And there's little Kenny Pickett, little, little piece of cheese. Don't bother me. <laughs> all right, I'll leave it alone. No, but Kenny Pickett, Joey Porter Jr. in a corner. Listen, Pittsburgh has got to be good again, all right? They're, them and the Raiders have to be relevant for everything to be right in the world of football, okay? you got the best defensive lineman, T.J. Watt, coming off the edge. He's healthy again, and I'm in on Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh, listen, man, those dudes out in Pennsylvania are in a coal mine for 14 hours, right? And they come home with, with soot all over their face, and they're like, Honey, what's for dinner? What time do the Steelers play, right? That's it. That's their religion, okay? That, that, that and the Boilermaker, that's what they do. I'm in on the Steelers. I'm in on the Steelers having a breakout season and getting back to relevancy. What's up? So, so you're back with some uh, Najee Harris having a bounce back year after he was horrific last year. Najee Harris, it wasn't good. But listen, I, I just it's chemistry, and I like Pickett. He's got talent on the outside, and that defense is always good. As long as Tomlin is upright and coaching that team, their defense will be there. And I think it's I think Pickett is one of those guys – that, you know, he's flying under the radar as far as having somewhat of a, well, I'm going to call it a breakout season because he was good last year, but good enough because they don't do it with the quarterback, right? They're three yards in the cloud of dust. They put it in the hands of the defense, but they'll be back in the postseason this year. How about the bus teams? Who's uh, who's going to go out there and lay a golden egg? This year's Denver Broncos, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm out on Dak. I just, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of Dak Prescott. This is the year Dak is showing Dak is he's slow to half step since the injury. He can't he's not as elusive. He can't get to the outside or break contain. So he's now relegated to essentially being a pocket quarterback. And as a pocket quarterback, he stinks. He's bad. 
He and Davis Mills were tied with the most interceptions in the NFL last year. You shouldn't be tied with Davis Mills for anything. He is, he's at his best. He's okay. You know, I mean, I know he has breakout games, but I just can't bet on that guy. And the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, God bless Jerry Jones, man, giggling all the way to the bank because that team has not been to a Super Bowl since 1995. 95. That was a good year for me. I saw my biggest contract. I know 95. They were relevant when Clinton was president. They were relevant when Tom Hanks was doing uh, – Tom Hanks was doing – what's the show with uh, – Big. He was doing big. No, he was uh, I, 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 a box of chocolates. He was Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump was relevant. Are you kidding? You know what the – and I know this is a fact in 95. You want to know what the number one hit song was on the music charts? Give it to me. Coolio. Yes. Gangster Paradise? And the Gangster Paradise. The choice cuts, Dan. Oh, let's go. You've heard all about them. Typically, I'm wearing a suit that has Benjamin Franklin's all over it. I'm firing the money gun into the air and influencing people towards generational wealth. We're going college football and NFL picks here, although the choice cuts don't discriminate. If you give me a line that I like in tennis, I'll take it. You give me a run line in baseball, I'll take it. Prop bets, I'll hammer it. Bowling, how many pins they can knock down each round, I'll sick. do that as well. Sickness. I am. I have a sickness, and it's called I like cash too much. And I, I consistently pull it in. The avuncular Dan Devone just does not get it. He tries to steer me down the path of righteousness, and there's no righteousness here. It's just the path of being right. So here it is. Here's a choice cut for you. The Jets at plus 270 to win the AFC East. The Broncos at minus 215 to not make the playoffs. Yes, you throw in Sean Payton, there's one problem. Your quarterback is cooked. Russell Wilson's too busy eating his airplane, subway sandwiches, doing jumping jacks, and saying Broncos country. Let's ride. They're not riding. Russell Wilson's cooked. The Broncos aren't making the playoffs. How about this one? Aaron Rodgers over 28 and a half touchdowns there's a reason why the jets are winning the division it's because aaron Rodgers is one of the best players in football he did not want to be in green bay last year it was cold it was gross they ate a bunch of cheese curds around him uh not only that his best receiver was alan lazard they drafted a quarterback to take his spot he was complaining on the sidelines that his guys just didn't have the grit to get it done he wanted out he's out he's in the big apple he succeeds Desmond Ritter, under 15 and a half touchdowns. The Falcons stink. I like Desmond Ritter. He's a Cincinnati Bearcat. 15 and a half touchdowns would probably mean that he plays the entire season. I don't think he does. Justin Fields, the over on his 18 and a half touchdowns. Justin Fields can hurl it a little. All Ohio what? State fans know that just because he was 50 yards away from setting the rushing record last year doesn't mean that he can't throw the ball over the 18 and a half touchdowns. And then Brandon Ayuk over 77 and a half yards. Are you kidding me? He hit a thousand last year. He hit 1000. They have Brock Purdy. And if it's not Brock Purdy, it's Sam Darnold, who is no longer an orphan. Where's my daddy? Where's my daddy? It's <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. He brought him in. Brandon Ayuk over 777 and a half yards. Take him to the bank. Those are the choice cuts. One quick question on Justin Fields. So are those throwing touchdowns? Or can he run for those touchdowns as far as the 18 and a half? Those are throwing touchdowns. Throwing touchdowns. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All Do you right, agree yeah. with any of those? I'm out on Aaron Rodgers, but I like everything else. 
I like everything else. Yeah, I think you're misreading because in order to, for Rodgers to get to do any of that, he needs an offensive line. That ain't going to happen. And then he's going to start pointing fingers. It's going to be the real. <laughs> this is Aaron Rodgers. They're propping up in hard knocks. Yeah, I don't recognize that cat. He's going to get he's going to get prickly awfully quick. We should get out on, on your cuts, bro. Good stuff. Now's the time where we cancel something. We do it at the end of every show. It used to be called bring it back and throw it out. But since we're not bringing anything out, it's just called I hereby pronounce blank canceled. Deal with it. Would you like to start or should I go? Uh, no, because I got to think of this one on the spot. I didn't even know we were doing this, Chuck. Okay, Here we well, go. We Let's buckle in, Chuck. You got it. That's what we do. We ad lib. <laughs> uh, Seatbelts buckled. Uh, two things. One, I'm canceling county fairs. We've talked about this in past episodes before we were on Chatterbox's platform. And I've, I'm sick of the county fairs. Went to one a couple weeks ago in, in a city in Illinois. Don't even know which city I was in, but it was fireworks, 4th of July, ass-packed. I'm there. I spent about $40 trying to win a jersey playing basketball. Perfect form. Would have been a swish on any other hoop. You had to make just two. You had to make two of the three. I missed every single shot. Those hoops are not regulation size. The rims are greased with Crisco. There's something going on. And then I see the idiots like giving their whole paychecks away, doing the, the ring toss or trying to do that ladder where they climb up the ladder to, to ring a bell or whatever it is. And the people that work there, I mean, they may be artificial intelligence at this point because they're so good at these games and they're so damn hard. I don't understand it. They do their little demo and they're like, it's easy. Watch me. Here's the secret trick. You just stick the little ring down and you grab the bottle and you have to turn it 90 degrees and you pull it up and he does it every time. And then you go out there $40 later and you can't feed your family. Yeah. It's well, they're all, they're all failed magicians. All the guys that work at the County fair, we know this, this is a fact. So they know how to mess with all that shit and make it look like you can win. They're built for you to lose. You cannot cancel County fairs. It's basically the last thing that we have that is still truly an American. It's it's America in a vacuum is at the County fair. You get drunk, you eat fried shit and you lose all your money. That is what America is all about. We need to keep those going. So I forbid you to cancel it. I always wondered who those jackasses were that waited in the long lines, like where you're looking at someone about to get some ice cream or get some uh, rabbit ears or get a funnel cake. And they wait 45 minutes until I was that person. We waited an hour and a half for this funnel cake. We were the next people up. They shut down the lights and everything right on time. They just said, sorry about it. Time's up. There were like 40 people behind me. They're the jackasses. Um, but it's even worse for me. I got all the way up to the window and they said, sorry about it. They literally pulled down the clothes sign. It was so demoralizing. The cops are coming over. It's time to go. I'm like, this is BS. I just waited an hour and a half for this funnel cake. I didn't even want ice cream. I just wanted a funnel cake. People were cutting in front of me the whole time, smoking their little jewels, all these 15 year olds. And I waited patiently. The American How way. long? How long were you at the county fair? If you waited an hour and a half, were you there for like eight hours? We were there for about two and a half hours. I, I lost money. You for an spent hour half then... of it in line at the, like what? This is all like, this is the most ridiculous. First off, why'd you go to the county fair? If you hate them, I guess you have a personal vendetta now because of the, the funnel cake guys. The, the I was funnel fine. Cake magicians. You back up. in the day. Yeah. Back in the day I used to do the, I would do the speed pitch and I'd throw it about 55 miles an hour and I'd win myself a little, a stuffed bat or back at the, the parish festivals. Why'd you go I, though? 
Why did you go? Like, I've just, I'll be honest. I know I just said I love county fairs. There has not been a single, I probably <laughs> since I was like eight, where it was like, you know, Saturday night. Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, hey, let's hit up this, let's hit up the state fair over in Kentucky. Why wouldn't we? Let's wait in the, the funnel cake line for two hours. Like, it just hasn't <laughs> happened to me yet. So you tell me that there was some reason that you were at this county fair. I was just trying to diversify my portfolio oh, and oh figure out God. some new things. Right. Pickleball sweep in the nation. And All I right. was I was just going to be there for the basketball toss. And then I did it, you know, 17 times missing these free throws. And at that point, I'm like, well, I've, why not, you know, spend $40 on it when I could literally just get one of those websites from China to make it for about 27 anyways and uh, not embarrass the family name by clanking them left and right. So as I'm walking out, I see the funnel cake line figured it would take about a half hour i mean once you're an hour in there's nothing you can do it's like i gotta wait it out i can't just wait an hour and, and dip out so i had to wait for wait out the last half hour to get my funnel cake so i could at least be fuming on the way out as i'm enjoying that fried goodness but no instead the worst thing ever happens i get right up to the window i'm like can i get a funnel well, closed oh oh yeah one one of my biggest nightmares as well is going to the state fair, waiting in the funnel kick line for two hours, and then being told by a 14-year-old that it is now closed. So I, I feel your pain there. I think most of the listeners can relate as well. That is devastating. All right, good stuff, man. Uh, now's the time to go on our YouTube if you haven't already and join the show that way. It's at the Chatter Podcast. We got the, the full videos up there. So if you want to see, show everyone that bald head so they turn into stone. Come on. Hats Woo! off, baby. Look at that hat. That hair around, baby. started with the Chatter. You can also find us on any of your audio streaming apps and under the Chatterbox Sports platform on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whichever podcast service you listen to uh your podcast too we're there for you a couple days a week and next time we'll talk a little more sports but as of right now the biggest thing in the sporting world was a uh goofy little handshake so i think we did all right for our first show and nothing going on Bengals season right around the corner baby and of course we're having the uh the bearcats post game show so houdini it's been an honor love it love it man it's been fun let's keep it going i'll, I'll talk to the guy at spectrum we'll make sure this shit is firing on all cylinders next time and uh yeah it's been uh, it's been a pleasure we'll see you guys here soon though